see, this week would warrant a third one. Not a second one, but a third one. Because this week, my God. I'm just ready to start spitting on bitches. Oh, why is you here? Yes, queen. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. I'm done with sighing. I just because since they want to be disrespectful and dumb, I just want to go go for it. Why not? This is you know nasty COVID loogie spit. Why would you want to suggest? Because that's how disrespectful people are this week. That's how that's how bad the girls have been carrying this week. You know, first we sit here playing Stutford Wise and fighting over billionaires on social media with tweets and Instagram stories. Like what? Okay. It, it, it's just it's been a lot this week. Um, if you don't hear about our frustration, welcome to a social experiments gone horribly wrong that we passionately love to call Who, Who Raised You Hoes? I am your host, Lene, but this week I will be going by the Hoochie Daddy Season Ambassador. Because period, bitch. <laughs> because period. <laughs> it is about damn time. Yes, we are here. We are not fucking around. I need to go get my short shorts. I got my first pair. <laughs> bitch, I'm talking about mid-thigh all summer long. Y'all getting cellulite and all, bitch. Y'all getting thigh. Baby, every crease, wrinkle, crinkle cut, and curl. You getting all these holes this summer. You gonna get that? You gonna get a little bit of the side movement roll? Y'all gonna deal with whatever whatever body I decide to bitch, get Bitch, let me tell shit. you. These honey buns is gonna hop right out, and you're gonna love it. You, listen, you're gonna want a glaze. That's it. You're gonna want a glaze. Ice, Steven. Mm. Mm. And I am your co-host, Marlon. Uh, this week, my Twitter handle is going to be uh, Freddy Froddy Thotty. If you really need an explanation behind that name, I don't know what to tell, I don't know you. What to tell you. I don't know what to tell you, but it's okay. It's okay. Join the hoochie, the hoochie papa season. You might learn this week, this summer. You, you might. might. You might. You might. You know, this week is a little heavy, so I want to start light first. I want to start light. Let's take a trip to music for a hot second. Okay. I, I, I already know. I already know. So let's talk something fun. Okay. Let's do it. Let's talk about Shape Up. Let's do it. <laughs> let's fucking do it. My bitch, LaKayla came. She found. First of all, Apple been throwing me off since she released the singles because. She would release a single and Apple would be like, oh, Shape Up just dropped. And I'm like, oh my God. And then I'll get there and it would just be another single. But finally, the complete project has been released. Friend, what do you think about it? I love LaKaylee. I do. Mm-hmm. The only the only thing that I didn't like for this project was I felt like she it was I didn't want that much that many songs where she's singing. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Like, I, don't get me wrong. I like what she sings. It's just this project, like the compared to acrylic, acrylic didn't have any songs where she was singing. True. This one is like close to half the project she's singing. Okay, I don't mind it. 
I mean, not saying. Listen, I'm saying I I prefer my um my Benji with Kaylee. Okay, got it. Underst. Listen, say no more. You know that makes I sense. Live for, I live for Jaywalk. Down a, a, a pump. If you do not understand the pump that comes with Jaywalk, listen. It is a pump. Listen, LL Cool J is my shit. Oh boy, who you looking at, lady? <laughs> Baby, oh my god, <laughs> oh, the inspiration! Oh, honey boy, do you want to be a girl's best friend? Ew, I love it, bitch. I'm the man, okay. I like that too. Carry in, <laughs> look at it. You let me just help y'all understand something if you are not on to look Haley 47, I really don't know what you're doing with life. I really don't know what you're doing. Like, I, I've been in love ever since Attitude, and I never looked back. Except the music beforehand. But I never looked back and it's questioned just, life. From the mixtapes on down, she just does the things. Y'all be want to give my girl credit. It's very embarrassing to the home team. My, I spoke to my homegirls. They are very, very embarrassed. Very. Very. I want y'all to get it together. I, I mean, if I had to choose between the, the singing songs, I would have to say Baseball is my shit. I'd have to listen to it again and get uh, remember what track that is. She talked about swinging that bat. I now remember. Yes. 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 She does the things. She does the things. Look, Haley, if you're listening, I need a tour. I would like to see you. Okay. Again. Again. Would love to see you live. Do all the things. Shape up. Throw some acrylic in there. Get some washing set, please. Please sprinkle in elements of washing set. Listen, and I and I I need you to. I I am personally asking for her to perform. Uh, who's that nigga? Because that's my shit. Yes, it, it's it, another summer jam. We gonna bring her back for twenty twenty two. If the girls did not know, okay, who's that nigga? That's my track. I want to shout out Issa because Lord, she puts us on the greatest things. And if I'm not mistaken, who's that nigga was featured in like season three, I think? I don't know. I don't remember hearing it. It was featured in Insecure because it's actually on the um, official playlist. Got you. So, because yeah. I was like, well, how am I not I, I, I know. I, I found it prior to that probably because I was listening to it already. But yes. Mm. Yes. There's a lot of music and we have a, quite a review ahead of us. But um, we're going to actually, before we even do that, I know you've been watching television. I'm going to do something fair with friend, and I'm going to make the promise here on the show. What's that? We're going to flip coins for when we do one of the binge. Okay. So that way we get to pick who gets to pick for the week. Okay. I like it. Okay. Because a lot of our shows are coming back. They are. Flatbush Misdemeanor Season 2 is coming back June 17th. I didn't even watch the first one. You, you know, we're going to have a conversation off air. <laughs> Did you even get into the good fight ever? No. Friend! I tried, friend. I tried. Life began to happen, okay? You know how my life is set up. Yes, we know. You are the life of the person that adds the deck. Just pile on the deck. (laughs) Just unload the load. Like, oh, I'm supposed to do that too? Okay, great. Oh, wait, here's another thing. All right, well, you know. I just picked up on what I said and I'm gonna move forward. 
I was gonna let you live. You had to go back and pick it up. I was gonna let you live. I couldn't let myself <laughs> live with what I said. If I didn't, <gasps> if I didn't sound like a cup dump, I'd load your love. We advocate for those things over at Who Raised Your Hoes, just so you know. Listen, this pro- this podcast supports sex worker whores and sluts. That's sex positive around these pods. Yes. Okay, but now that we speak in sex positive, let's get into that hygiene. You need to get up, wipe, and flush. What? Get up, wipe, and flush. Ew. Get up, wipe, and flush. Ew. Get up, wipe, and flush. It's time for scroll on. Cause you stink. Mm-hmm. And you need. Did you light a candle? Is it something? Strike a match, bitch. That's funky. That, don't nobody want to smell you when they leave. <laughs> This week has been a uh, roller coaster. A shit show. So I'm gonna start heavy, and then I'm gonna bring us to a debate. Okay. So technically, that could be considered what's trending. Okay. Because it's technically a debate anyway. Okay. So our week got chaotic when we just got used to the times, and unfortunately, we had another mass shooting that was racial this time. It took place in Buffalo, New York at a supermarket, and unfortunately, 10 people lost their lives. The gunman who I believe... Well, let's get into the story. I'm taking it from CBS News. 10 people were killed and three more were wounded when a man opened fire at a supermarket in Buffalo, New York, authorities said Saturday. Police said the shooter, who is now in custody, has been charged with murder and what officials are calling a hate crime in a case of racially motivated violent extremism. This was pure evil. This is a startup. This is straight. This was, excuse me, straight up racially motivated hate crime from someone outside of our country, a community. Approximately at 2.30 p.m., an 18-year-old white man exited his vehicle at Tops Friendly Market. Buffalo Police Commissioner Joseph... I'm not even going to go there to tongue-sist myself. (laughs) Said the suspect um, then killed the guard who hasn't been named. Suspect eventually returned to the front of the store and encountered police, the commissioner said. He put a gun gun to his neck when he saw police, but officers talked him into putting it down and surrendering. He was then taken into custody. Erie County District Attorney um, John um, Flone said the suspect has been arraigned on a charge of murder in the first degree, the most severe murder charge under New York state law. He pled not guilty to charges carried a sentence of life without parole. A felony hearing has been scheduled for, uh, for May 19th, tomorrow. He said not guilty? And when, if you watch the live stream, he had the opportunity at that time to shoot at a person that was not of color, let alone a black person, and told them, oh, sorry, it kept going. That was him? That was him. See, I didn't know what that was. That was him. When I saw it. There are 10 innocent people that literally went to the grocery store that lost their lives because they were black. You can't shop while black. You cannot drive while black. You can't live normal life amongst normal people and not think that you're going to die. All based on the simple fact of the color of your damn skin in this 2022. You would think that racism would be something that we left from when we were kids. But no. Here we are yet again in a whole situation where we have to mourn and deal with people looking at us as what the fuck are we going to do when we didn't even create this mess. Couple things. 
Number one, you killed our elders, bro. Elders. They were elderly people. And I... It already takes a sick motherfucker to do what you did. But the fact that you attacked our elders hits me in another space that... And spitting in bitches' faces. Number two. If I hear one peep about mental health from this motherfucker, I'm going to lose my shit. Because I am tired of that narrative. This this shit was premeditated. Clearly had an agenda. Clearly knew what the fuck he was doing. He needs to be under the fucking jail. Under it. Now, I'm trying to understand. Because of the fact that it's over three people, it's considered a hate crime. Why did he only get a murder one charge? And the also the part that baffles me, the part that excuse me, where it's a Darren Fleet, the part that behooved me is the fact I, I, I know I know it makes you crawl. Um, the part that behooves me the most is the fact that he actually they coerced him to surrender. Now the shoe was on the other foot, and he wasn't a member there of one of them. They yeah. shot his ass down. He would have been dead. 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 Gone. What are you, Kurt? He surrenders. It's, it's, I know. What are you coercing him to surrender for? Why would Armed, you? dangerous, murdering people. Take him down. And it wasn't like he just went in with like a pistol. He went in with a machine gun. And you, you know, we talked him into surrendering. So, you know, the narrative that they love to push is, oh, he was a good guy. If you know his mental health, he was going through depression, and then he was also dealing with anxiety. It was diagnosed. He's not a bad guy. But if the shoes on the other foot, it was a black person. He was a thug. He had got caught with smoking weed. There were drugs present in his system at the time. Instantly want to vilify, the, like literally, if it was on the other foot. But. He gets glorified. He gets talked into surrendering. Do you think he was put with force into that police car? Absolutely. I'm sure. I'm certain that they carted him off gently. Are you sure that this is what you want? You know what? Don't worry. I know today's been long for you. We're not even. We're going to gently put the cuffs on you. I'm not going to tie him too tight, you know, because I don't want to leave a mark. Are you. Everything okay in the back seat? You okay? You want me to turn the air up? So what, y'all need him to be asleep so you can shoot at him? Shoot at him? What do you mean shoot at him? You need him to be asleep? Or you need him to be selling DVDs so you can put your foot on his neck? You know what the funny part was? Or tackle him? Or choke him to death? What I was watching on Netflix, um, shout out to Netflix, I believe it was um, Trial with Media, or Trial by Media is the Mm. name of the series. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about a lot of the cases that make up, like, the bigger cases that we see today. So first they started with the murder that took place because of the Jenny Jones show. Mm-hmm. When the guy had said it, he basically had admitted to his friend that he had a crush on him and right. then went into detail of what he, of like things that he would fantasize with him. And it led, I think like three episodes, three or four episodes in, it started to talk about Amanda Diallo. Now, if you are from the East Coast like I am, you remember Amadou Diallo, and here's how I know you remember, 41 shots. I don't remember that. 
Chicago. It's mm-hmm. fine. So, Amadou Diallo was the... Uh, he was from Guinea. He was a Guinea immigrant who had moved to the States to basically further his career, get his degree, and then he was going to go back to Guinea. Uh, one evening, he was coming home from work, and I guess the police came in an unmarked car, came up on him, and next thing you know, they four officers opened fire, and they shot him 41 times. He was unarmed, might I add. They, mistake, they mistook him reaching for his wallet as him reaching for a gun. What did they roll up on him for? They gave an explanation. You know, honestly and truthfully, I didn't give a shit to even care. Um, but it was just sad to watch it because it went back to how the media didn't even consider him a person. Right. They consistently would say, oh, he's an African immigrant or that he was uh, like basically someone that did odd jobs as if he was less than human, as if he didn't lose his life. Then... It just it went into the logistics of things, but it just taught me what how thank God we finally got to a point where we started seeing convictions. But even with this, it's still it's okay, don't worry. They're just being hard on you. They don't know your life. It's okay. You're gonna be alright, Chip. Your mom's gonna cut a check and you're gonna be home tomorrow. You're gonna be home tomorrow. Okay, don't worry about it. They cut a check for you. So, let's add to the triggers. So, Thomas Lane, do you know who that is? I have no idea. He's one of the officers that has something to do with George Floyd. Oh. So, he decides to plead guilty to manslaughter. This comes from CNN Kids. The former Minneapolis police officer who held down George Floyd's legs during his fatal restraint pleaded guilty to second-degree manslaughter Wednesday as part of a plea deal, attorney said. Thomas Lane, 39, was one of the three former officers to face charges of aiding and abating second-degree manslaughter and aiding and abating second-degree unintentional murder related to George Floyd's um, death in May 2020. In exchange for the plea deal, prosecutors agreed to dismiss the murder charge. State and defense attorneys jointly recommended to the court a joint sentence of 36 months, according to his office. What? Again, let's read the last sentence. States and defense attorneys jointly recommended to the court a sentence of 36 months, according to his office. Three years. Three the reason years. that they wanted to take murder off of him is because if you and I learned this by watching this chart, watching this case, if you take them away from the murder charge, they don't get is a lighter sentence. Of course. Anytime they downgrade it from any from especially from first degree, because first degree you get the book. Second degree is like is a lighter hit. But anything else under it, like even manslaughter, which is like a technicality almost. Nothing. Nothing. What do you say after you are continuously shat on? What do we say? It And this is the thing. Even with everything that happened in Buffalo, they're like, black people need to have a conversation. Like, we do. But we numb. Like, what... I just... 
I want to get to a point where I want us to understand that or us to be considerate that regardless of however we may come across in real life, we're still dealing with this shit and we're dealing with it the best that we can. And if I don't feel like being mad every day, I don't feel like being mad every day. If I don't feel like deciding I want to wreck my brain and be stressed about things that I personally don't have control over, that's my decision and I'm okay with that. But every time something happens, we always do the same exact thing. Raven said it years ago in the view, and I'm going to reiterate it. We do the same thing. Something happens. We go into this warp of all we're covering is this story. And this happens for all of like a week, two weeks. And then the next thing, you know, it dissipates. And then the next thing happens. And then we're talking about that. It is a cycle. I'm tired of talking. Like, I'm, I feel like my father when he lectures me. And I'm in my mid-30s now. I'm tired of talking. There's no form of conversation at this point that can compensate the many times that we had to sit here and watch families bury their loved ones off of bullshit. That we had, all we did was exist. That's it. Breathe. Breathe, blink, eat shit, work, sleep like a regular person. But we're always expected to have the higher road, have the answers, know what to do, and just smile and deal with the bullshit with a grin. That goes to show you how tired we are of having to talk about this. Well, let's get into some more news. So, I don't know if you guys have been under a rock, but there is a shortage that you guys need to know about. Parents, hi. I know you know, but I'm gonna say it for the people that aren't parents. There is a baby formula shortage right now. Yes, there's a baby formula shortage going on. This is coming from today.com. Major retailers are now limiting the amounts of baby formulas that customers can buy in response to the baby formula shortage that's causing growing panic across the country. CVS, Walgreens, and Target are amongst the stores putting limits on how much baby formula customers can buy at one time. Following supplier challenges and increased customer demand, we had a limit of th- we ha- we've added excuse me a limit of three baby formula products per purchase in our stores and online. We're continuing to work with our baby formula vendors to address this issue and regret any inconvenience that this causes our customers. A, yeah, a Walgreens spokesperson told CVS today, parents, due to the increased demand and various supplier challenges, infant and toddler formulas are seeing constraints across the country. Some of the other retailers we put into effect purchase limits of three per transaction on all infant and toddler formulas to help improve inventory. We continue to work diligently with our supplier uh, supplier partners to best meet customer demands. And they're saying that Target is doing something similar too. They said they're limiting online purchases of formula as well. Did they say where the shortage is coming from? They never gave a source of what exactly it is. Uh, they said, okay, I'm going a little further down. They announced the investigating brand Similac. They're investigating three brands at the four infants with fem- were hospitalized and two died after consuming powdered products. And this is back in February. Oh. <sighs> 
I said it was heavy this week. I said it. I said it. What is the world coming to, child? What is going on? When I, you when you find the answers, let me know. I I ugh. stay strong, y'all. I just <laughs> All right. Now that I have triggered you, let's talk about other things. So I'm gonna throw in here this real quick one. Uh, it's called uh, "He's Our Nigga Now." <laughs> so I don't know if you guys have been under a rock as well in this situation but I found it utterly hilarious so Carisha Carisha and Lord Santana uh, if you guys didn't know as well she's been romantically rumored to be something with Diddy. Okay. And apparently this new chick by the name of Gina. I don't want to even go into trying to fuck up her last name. Also apparently has been getting close to Mr. Love. Better known as Diddy. Mm-hmm. And I guess a word of words happened. And it led to a Twitter and IG story um, bickering back and forth. And it ended with Miami basically telling Gina. I, I'm still going to fuck him no matter how many pictures you post. She was like, I still fucked him, no matter how many pictures you post. (laughs) (laughs) Girls, uh... (laughs) Somebody online said it best on some post in the Twitterverse somewhere. It was like, bitch, and me and another bitch are fighting over... A nigga with that many zeros in his bank account, we just have to go sink calendars. Mm. It ain't that deep. It's not. It's I, really not. Because what? You sent the wire, baby. Thank you. I love you. I prefer Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, girl. You can have them for the rest, and we can alternate on Saturdays and Sundays. Okay. Because who cares? Did he get? Did he get you a new car? Okay. Which ride did you get? I just want to know, because I think mine is the... Did you ask for the new Birkin? Can we yeah. just get different colors? See, I'm waiting for the shipment to actually come in. It's still on back order, and they gotta it. Be, it has to be made. I'll let you know if I get one and you ain't get yours yet, and then I can press them so you can get yours. Um, that's how we gonna work this out. Because... <laughs> but... I mean, best of luck to Carisha in sharing her name. <laughs> that's wear me out. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so... Apparently, in Illinois, uh, there are prison inmates that are in the middle of dealing with a water crisis. And I'm getting this story from HipHopDX.com. On Tuesday, Little Dirt's organization, Neighborhood Heroes Foundation, announced they partnered up with nonprofit Chicago Votes to supply the Illinois District of Correct Department of Directions, Corrections inmates and correctional facility workers with 29,000 bottles of hand sanitizer. The initiative intends to combat the prison system's lack of access to clean water amid the COVID-19 virus. It's obvious those locked up or working in a correctional facility are going to be at high risk of exposure to COVID-19. Dirt said in a statement, at the end of the day, this disease ain't 
to be played with, and everyone should be should have basic hygiene necessities to help prevent catching the virus. It only makes sense for my foundation to collaborate with Chicago Votes and IDOC. Alright. I, I get I, I get the sentiment and the thought behind the donation. Mm-hmm. But this is where I have to bring common to sense. Mm-hmm. If they're in the middle of a water crisis, mm-hmm. why, why would you donate hand, hand sanitizer? sanitizer? What, what are we doing? Like, What is that doing? Like I said, I get the sentiment. I get where you were going with this. But it's like you, 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 it's all, it's right there. You almost had it. It was right there. To quote my girl Niecy Nash, COVID nineteen, water crisis, hand sanitizer, them kindness don't mean. What are we? Why there's we, a water crisis, and you said hand sanitizer. You sent. I'm over in Brooklyn, girl. Why is you in, in Staten Island? What do we? I can't. You, 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 you look too. You look too close. You look, you look mm, too close. further. Okay. I'm in Brooklyn. Y'all in Chicago. What? Help. What do we? All right. Make the ends meet. Honey. Make it. Make and that's too far. It's just too far. It was like you had it. It was you had it right there. It was in the palm of your hands, and you slipped. Like the like I said, the sentiment is wonderful. I think it's wonderful that you did that. However, in the middle of a water crisis, why not send water? Because I just knew you were about to say that many bottles of water, and you said hand sanitizer, and I said, "Hmm, that don't make no damn sense." So you gonna spread the germs around in your hands with the hand sanitizer and still drink the dirty water instead of just sitting clean water? Bitch ain't no Brita filters. You ain't getting contact with Jaden to get get actual to get his company to come and supply them with water to send it to the prisons. You didn't do none of that. No filtration system. Nothing. It, it didn't strike. It didn't strike a mind. For, it didn't, no one had a thought process to think of how this might look better, opposed to just donating. Uh, donating all that. You know, I'm gonna move on because apparently. <laughs> <laughs> There's another thing. The math ain't math thing. It's shout out to, shout out to Don't Call Me White Girl. Demona, I love you, girl. Woo! I love you to I love you a lot. Oh my god. <laughs> Somebody not doing the fucking math right because <laughs> so, <laughs> so Larry had questions. I'm gonna tell you who Larry is. Okay. This is coming from allhiphop.com. Mm. Last night, Billboard held its annual Billboard Music Awards. By the way, um, JT, I don't know who told you to wear that dress that all of a sudden showed like a little bit of a little bit of the lip. If you know what I'm talking about. Almost. Ooh. Um. <laughs> I don't know what's ever since the pandemic has like started to calm down a little. It's like the celebrity fashions have gotten a little bit more interesting. Great value. Wow. And I was trying to be nice. <laughs> oh shit. 
Okay. It's giving very great value. And I know that the dress was longer. I get it. You were walking. But mama, you're used to walking in dresses. I'm sure you are. It's called the, the roll down. Shimmy down the dress. You were going in front of a camera. Didn't they have on the dresses that look like 80s origami? Yeah. They were looking like Patty's granddaughters. They was looking like I'm feeling good from my head to my shoes. Yep, and I don't know what to do. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, 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 bitch. What Me, are you wearing? Right. <laughs> that is not an attitude. What? Mm, okay. But, anywho. Doja Cat walked out of the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas with multiple R&B awards. Those victories didn't sit well with Summer Walker's current boyfriend, LVRD Farrell, better known by his real name, Larry. <coughs> Summer Walker lost to lost the top R&B artist, top R&B female, and top R&B album honors to Doja Cat. L V, excuse me, Lord Farrell, that's exactly what it's supposed to be, took to social media to voice his frustration over Doja being in the R&B category of the ceremony. Billboard explained to me how a pop artist wins two, two R&B categories. And she has one, and she has one R&B song ever. Billboard numbers don't lie. How did she win? Since her arrival in mainstream, excuse me, mainstream music scene, there has been a lot of debates about Doja's music, um, how Doja Cat's music should be categorized. Billboard has placed several of her songs on pop R&B and rap charts. However, Apple Music lists planted her album as pop. Clearly. Lord Farrow returns to Instagram to add more comments about Billboard Music Awards. He accused Music Awards shows of being rigged and posted the hashtag quit robbing black, our black queens. Apparently, that post by, Fer, uh, by Farrow robbed up some Doja Cat fans. In addition to questions about her specific genre, there has been a lot of conversation about Doja's ethnicity, especially after the mixed race performer faced backlash to taking part in an alleged white supremacist chat room. All right. I'm not focusing on that last part. We're going to focus on the facts here. Thank you. Because, because I, you know, I, I face backlash when I say the things and it's time to talk about it because I, I, I bit my tongue just like the um, gift for the lady that was like, you know what? I ain't going to say nothing. I'm going to just clap. I'm going to clap them down. I'm going to bite my tongue and just clapping together but now it's time for me to press play the issue that I am having is that actually he's correct yes Doja Cat is not an R&B artist she is a pop artist yes and everyone's like oh she's a rapper I said no she's a, at this point in her career she's now a pop artist she makes popular music she makes popular music she's a pop artist yeah she does not need there's nothing about her that screams R&B no there's not one song that you can try and justify. Oh, that's R&B. Kiss Me More is a pop song. Yes. That's why one pop vocal by um, vocal performance by a duo or group. It's right there. It's literally it's just right, right there. there. Categorize this where she belongs. She's not an R&B artist. She's a pop artist. And contrary to belief, and yes, people are going to be mad at me for saying this too. I love Summer, but is she is she like core R&B? 
More alter- alternative, I would say. She's more alternative. Mm-hmm. She's even giving me a rife about it with certain things, too, or urban pop. But that's a conversation that we're not getting into, right? Actually, about that. We're getting into it right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> as a, if you ever notice, for some odd reason, I've noticed, I believe, Larry. And I'm going to say why. Why is it that they're pushing Doja's because of the popularity or does it have something to do with complexion? It has everything to do with complexion. Everything. And that's the part that they don't want to admit to. Yeah. It has everything to do with complexion. Because Jasmine Sullivan is right there. And not even nominated. And not even nominated. Not nominated. And that's R&B. That's R&B at its core. <laughs> that's R&B. That's contemporary R&B right now. All day long. So I, it's like... R&B subgenres always confuse people. So, if you don't know what R&B subgenres are, you have, of course, traditional R&B. R&B's um, R&B sister that's a little bit younger called Neo Soul. Yes. And then you have Pop Soul, alternative R&B, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. It's all R&B, but yes, there are different facets of it. Absolutely. Yes, but Summer Walker doesn't fall in honest to God. She doesn't fall in traditional R&B. No. Nor can nor contem- I won't even have a contemporary. Here's my thing. First of all, this is not Doja's fault. It's not. Let's just put that out there. It's not, but it's also not the first time that she's been nominated in an R and B category. Yeah. And the crazy part about it is, is that she was accepting one of the awards, and she was noticeably. Frustrated. Frustrated. Because even she know, and she, I know that she's probably in this position that's like, bitch, what? What? I don't make R&B music. I don't make R&B music. I am not an R&B. Even in her acceptance speech, she was like, there are other people that deserve this way more. But here we are. R&B. What? What are y'all listening to? Didn't they have Cardi nominated in the R&B category too? I have no idea. But if they did, that would be... uh, I don't understand. I don't understand. Why are... Why are we still doing... No, no. Why are we still doing award shows? Because they have not been the same since late 90s, early 2000s. Why why are we still here? Because y'all clearly... Have no idea what you're doing. None. None whatsoever. And I understand that there are a lot of crossover genres. And, and genre has become a thing of the past with a lot of artists. Because they merge so many different things into their sounds. Mm-hmm. But saying that Doja Cat is an R&B artist. And... And they still have the weekend listed in R&B too. And he is not R&B. He's a pop artist. He makes popular music. He's a pop artist. I mean, the girls love songs about code. But he's a pop artist. <laughs> there is nothing R&B about the weekend. I couldn't. T- uh, there's one song that I remotely here in my brain that I actually know it's him. Anything else, I could not tell you what that man sings. 
I'm pretty sure it's earned it. I have no idea. I, me and Abel go as far back as House of Balloons, which was his very first mixtape. And that was when I, The weekend was my fave. Now, Abel is just a lot, and I ain't got time for the actionists. I don't know. But we need to work on this whole categorization, because y'all scared to label things what they are, because this is not fair to the artists. But my thing is, why are you afraid to label shit as they are if, they, if, if it is what it is? And hold on. Wait a minute. Why wasn't Lucky Day nominated? He's not listed. Gillian is, but he's not. Again, Lucky Day is R&B music. He's not nominated. He's not nominated. With that being said, we're going to take a quick break. Refill these good old cups, and we're gonna come back because I heard Marlon has a very, very delectable pot today. Yeah, baby. I heard, I heard the things about it. We're, we're gonna do the things today. We'll be right back, y'all. All right. But wait, before we refill those cups, mm-hmm. we have a guest. That's right. A guest that came back. Back, back, back again. Yeah. Wait, do I have to load the clip? Do I have to load the clip? Listen, listen. It's all right. It's all right. We don't give it to him like that. We're just going to say. I'm going to do buckshot. Do what you got. Why are you asking? (laughs) (laughs) Since he is not a stranger to the show, once again, we have Bugs Gutter here with us. Yes. What's up? What's up? Welcome back, Bugs. Welcome back. So, we had a few questions for you. We saw that we recently put out two new singles. One mm-hmm. called Galore, the other call is Rapa Rap. Oh, excuse me, Rapa Pa. Rapa Pa. See, I'm trying to see the Spanish tongue. It don't be swallowing like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the list for you, friend. That's what it is. That too. That's what it is. It's okay. We got you. So, in these two singles, they were they basically are two different sounds. We have one that's trap, and another that basically falls in I want to say re- reggaeton kind of land a little bit. It's um Debo Debo. Okay, mm-hmm. I've never heard of that before. You want to yeah. give us a little, a, a little it's, explanation? It's for considered it? like Latin Spanish trap music. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know either. I found that out too when um through working with Salvi, he was telling me he was like, Oh, this is a Debo track, Dembo track. He started sending me other artists. And I was like, Oh, okay, okay. So what was the inspiration that made you want to decide to make the record? Um, when I heard it, I knew I wanted to do something off of it, and I but I just didn't know if I um Wanted to like put it out right now, mm-hmm. so I was like, "But not." I was like, "You know what? Fuck it. Let me just go ahead and create as much as I can create right now." Mm-hmm. And then, you know, <laughs> it just happened. But we, I couldn't. We couldn't decide on which one to put out first, though, between Rapapa or Galore. So that's when I was just like, "You know what? Say so different from each other. Let's just put out." Both of them at the same time. Like how back in the day when they used to drop a single on mm-hmm. an album or on a tape, it would be the single, but then on the other side, it would yes. be on the you better so, know about the maxi singles from back yes. in the day. Yes. <laughs> Very much so. Very much. 
So let me ask you this, Bugs. So as um, as far as Rough Papa is concerned, like how long did it take you to kind of get the feel for that genre before you like laid down the track and really dove into it? Because like when you get something new and you're not familiar with it, you got to kind of sit with it for a little bit before you like really execute it. So how was that process for you? I knew what I wanted to do on the song. Um, I knew as soon as I heard the um the track, I knew who I wanted to do the song with. Word. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I had already met Salvi at OTA and I had thought he was dope. We kept following each other and I told him back then I was gonna work, I wanted to work with him, but I just I'm the type of person just because I wanna work with you, I it gotta make sense. I don't just want to just throw somebody on something just to have them on it. I want it to make sense. So when I heard it, I and I automatically thought about him. So I got it and I was and I sent it to him. I was like, I got something for you. He was like, send it over. So I sent it to him. And so he sent it back. And with a hook, he was like, um, I told him, I said, come up with a hook. And he was like, all right. So when he sent it back, it was a dope hook, but it wasn't like, what I, I I I was thinking, so I told him I want something that's like sexy, but at the same time hood and and freaky and and just I said because it's some I want to talk. I, I said I want to I want to you know we want to be nasty with it. <laughs> and so I didn't tell him what to say or anything. So when he sent it back, I was like, oh, this is dope. I was listening to it. But I didn't know what, you know, I really didn't know what it meant. And um, so then he, we started, he started telling me and I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> so he, basically, he basically is saying like, um, give me that dick, give me that ass, give me that pussy because you know I like that shit. Mm. Um, I want to fuck. I want to fuck. I want to fuck. And that's basically what that's basically what the hook is. <laughs> I and need so, translation. And, yes. so, <laughs> and that's so funny to me because I guess in Spanish, like the words, the English and the Spanish, the way they come together. That sh- it don't it, it don't really. I don't. I don't get it <laughs> <laughs> because it sounds. Hearing it in English, if I if he was to say that in English, we would be like, "What did I say?" But saying it in Spanish, it's like, "Oh shit, this shit sounds good." <laughs> <laughs> so it's so weird, but I, oh I like it. I like it. That's what's up. Do you have any plans on diving into any other genres? Definitely. Mm. What did you have? I want to peek in. Give us one genre you, you had in mind. Give us a if you, bit. Just, just a little tag. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do a rock song. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I take that back. I don't want to do a rock song. Well, no, I would do a rock song. I want to be. I was going to say I want to be featured on a rock song because I would want mm. somebody to be like doing rock and roll. And then I could rap on it. Okay. Yeah, I would love to do that. Okay. Now, what did you hear that inspired you to want to do something like that? Is there something that you heard that was like, yo, like I would really love to jump on a rock track and do something like that? Um, you gotta think about it. I grew up on the MTV era. Yes. yes. So like Aerosmith, 
I was a big, like Aerosmith, probably one of my favorite groups, male groups. Mm -hmm. I love Aerosmith. So like, I've always liked rock and roll. Like I've all Marilyn Manson, <laughs> like <laughs> down people. Like I've yes. always liked rock and roll. Not like I never like listened to it, listened mm -hmm. to it. But when I heard it, it always like I, I felt something. So it was, you know, I be googling um on YouTube and googling rock um songs. I haven't heard anything that I really really like. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I definitely want to do that and everything i even want to sing <laughs> like I sung, on, on, I sung on my first project uh on the song but it wasn't um really singing but it was singing but i would love to like sing i can't i don't think i could sing but i will still do it um other people be doing it and they can't sing I was because I surely was about to say that. <laughs> I think it's all about the mood of the song, the energy, the lyrics, the melody. You know, it can be done. Shit, my son is trying to call me. <laughs> but yeah, most definitely listen. If you can carry a no child, you find your find yourself in your pocket and you can make it happen. Do you have Tyron number? Hit him up on Facebook and tell him um I'm on an interview. <laughs> Tim, stop calling me. <laughs> he in the, he interrupting. Yes. While you while you brought up the collaborations, who would you like the opportunity to work with that you haven't as of yet? I mean, it's Kate Stakella. Yes. Um. Me and Seven, um, we talk about it a lot. Like we've been talking about it for a few years. Um, it <laughs> just we we both feel the same way. Like he don't want to just like neither one of us. We we have to create it together because it has because I feel like it could be a dope thing and it, it has to make sense. Like I feel like we both will have to be a part of that that process. Yeah, I feel like energetically, you and Seven would make a ooh, a nasty ass track. I would love to. It would be nasty. Yes, <laughs> it's gonna be so dope. Oh, I can't wait! Oh my god. Okay, it's, it's somebody that's gonna be very upset to not hear their name mentioned on that list. But we gonna go to the ooh. next question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he the wow. I do want to work with Big C. <laughs> okay, yeah, definitely. I just. You know, I don't be really thinking about like R and B artists. Like mm -hmm. when I be when I think about artists I want to work with, I don't I don't know why I don't think about that because there's a lot of dope R and B artists out there that I would love to um, work with. Mm -hmm. But I don't make too many songs that would call for a male to sing on it. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't lately. Um, back. In the beginning, I have, but now, but you know, I will, yeah. Say, <laughs> <laughs> so what are the what are you Big C, Big C ain't never sent me no track. Boom. I you mean, heard it here first. You heard it here. That's yeah. it. He never, my email is open. He know my email and he got my number. All he got to do is bug, give me a verse. 
He never did that. So. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't be trying to put it all on bugs. <laughs> right. <laughs> especially when I'm accessible to you don't it can't just be on, on on me because and I told him I like you know I and I even told I even told him I wanted to be on the remix of um is it like city light um red light number 24 red light yeah so he that's one of my favorite shits and he paid me well, you know, and that sounds like an artist conversation. He's going to leave that at that. Between Galore, I love that fucking single. Single dope. I feel like it's going to be a club banger for sure. Um, it has some elevation to your flow and sound from past projects. And I want to know, how does the vibe from this single compare to what we'll hear on the forthcoming album? Oh, you know, I I don't know if this, this is not, this definitely, I'm not going to lie, this isn't the sound that I'm going for, for mm. my, my upcoming um, project. Um, okay. My upcoming project, it has, uh, uh, it's definitely more of, it's going to be more I'm gonna actually be talking it's, it's gonna have more substance okay. okay I want to show a more mature more elevated side of me mm-hmm. um I think you know galore is dope and it show I feel like it shows growth as an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, especially me being on a drill and me being on a Spanish track. Like, and that's why I felt like it was dope to show that because both of them was kind of unexpected. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it shows like that, yeah, I can do whatever I want to do. But I think this album, my album, and that's so crazy. Yeah, I'll be talking about an album and I didn't even say, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's the past month I've been listening to like a lot of like Jay-Z, a lot of his old reasonable doubt. And I've been listening to Nas and Mob Deep and Big. Like I've been listening to all of the people who really, really, really like inspire me and that I really used to listen to in hip hop. And it, and then I've been listening to the newer projects that they dropped out that they recently put out even jd almost back to 444 and you know Nas just dropped his project right. and i was listening to that and it was just like it just made me um i know who i am in this game and i know how i'm how i'm looked at and i know the position that and the place that i place myself and i feel like i want my music to reflect how I want to be perceived and how I want people to see me. And I'm not more so the clubby, um, you know, I got a lot of shit to say. I got a lot of jewels that I, I, I can drop. I'm the leader of the pack. <laughs> so <laughs> I want to show that in my music. Like I was thinking, I was listening to Galore um, 
uh, for sound check, I performed at OTA. And I said nigga so many times. Don't get me wrong. It's nothing wrong with me saying nigga. I'm never going to not say nigga because <laughs> it is what it is. Right. But I did say, God damn. Mm. <laughs> Realize how much like, you said it. Like, it's, did I have to say it that many times? Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Did I have to say it that many times? And then it also made me be like, because I don't like to say that when I perform in front of white people. Got you. Um, so it just made me just think about where I'm at in my life and, and, and I want my music to match my, to match me. Okay. Okay. So, but uh, don't think that I'm not going to keep it hood. Listen, we we expect nothing less, nothing (laughs) less. If you did anything like that would be crazy. But so like, what's really interesting about what you just said about like listening to the people that inspired you and kind of taking their earlier projects and then listening to the newer projects and kind of watching the growth. And then I heard you talk about how you really want to show more of who you are and your elevation and where you're going and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Tell tell us how, how important it is for you to continue to be an innovator in this rap game, especially in the community. Like how important is it for you to keep on top of that and keep evolving and keep like staying ahead of the cut all the time. Um, I think it's very important to me because it's people who watch me and pay attention and are inspired by me that comes after me and the ones who was here before me. So I feel like it's important for me to continue to do what I'm doing because all I'm doing is, is inspiring and motivating the other people around me to do it because, um, a lot these motherfuckers look up to me. <laughs> you know, a lot of people ain't gonna admit it because they're too proud. But you know, you I don't really see how you can actually be an indie LGBT artist and not be motivated or inspired by me, my story, and what I do. Mm-hmm. If you say you aren't and you know who I am, then you a fucking liar. Hmm. Um, so I think it's important for me to continue to be who I am. Um, and that's just me. Like, that's just me as a person. Right. Um, I just want to, I mean, that's the logo for Pinkerilla Entertainment. You know? motivate inspire inspire motivate create so like that's just what i do that's what i stand for so i I feel like it's important for me to continue to do it like that yes bugs that is all the questions that we actually had thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here with us thanks for having me not a problem any upcoming shows events what's really going on um, I'm performing. I don't know when this is going to air. Um, It'll be out on Friday. <laughs> okay. You can catch me tonight at Boxers. Mm-hmm. I will be at Boxers. And you can catch me tomorrow night at Dick Appointment on the 26th or the 25th. Okay. At Bait. 
Um, it's a new like bear. Um, it's a new yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna be there. Okay. That, that's the over there because I've never even heard right. that. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's called Bait. Um, it's not us. Okay. okay. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to be there on the 26th, uh, or the 26th or the 27th, something like that. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, just keep looking, keep looking, keep watching. More shit going to be coming. Um, Expect so much more from my team that come in. Tia's coming real soon. Rico's coming very, very, very soon. Yeah. And we just signed a new artist, Jaylene. Shout out to him. Oh, yeah. Um, really, really dope. I can't wait for everybody to like really get acquainted with him. He's really, really dope. Um, so great addition to the team. And the response. Yeah. Um, that will be out June 8th on Tubi, out at TV, uh, Apple TV, um, somewhere else. Um, it's like a, it's a talk show. It's called The Response Talk Show. It's like The View, State of the Culture type of vibe. We talk okay. about different um elements like this first episode i just found out it's the conversion therapy episode where we really have a conversation about mm-hmm. conversion therapy um mm-hmm. so that's really really good um so y'all make sure y'all check that out on june 8th for sure um, follow me and for updates follow the show for updates a response talk show on youtube follow me bugs gotta um on youtube pink gorilla entertainment the pink institute I have we have a lot coming so just be on the lookout gotta stay tuned got yeah. bugs thank you so much we appreciate you brother thank you for having me love y'all love you too yeah. oh yeah fuck me right now bitch <laughs> what the f- wow all right um shit (laughs) welcome back ladies and germs we are here don't know what the fuck that was but we're back and it's time for me to stir this pot (sighs) was not prepared today children I've got a hearty hearty stock pot of chili for y'all today Oh God. We gonna get into some uh we're gonna get into some shit today. Okay. And we're gonna start off with a little ditty I like to call Who's Speaking for Me? Uh-oh. We had several new releases of music this past week. Mm-hmm. One of them being the long awaited resurgence of one. Kendrick Lamar. Yes, God. This was a double disc feature? Yes, it was. Mr. Morale and the High Steppers? Big. Big Steppers. Yes. There we go. Mm-hmm. I've only gotten one listen out of it. It is a little bit denser than the previous projects. Heard some things, nice things. 
some things I haven't gotten into yet, but there is one track that stuck out to me like a sore thumb. It is a track called Auntie's Diaries. In this track, Kendrick talks about trans family members. Yes, he does. Specifically an aunt and a cousin, but technically his uncle. We'll get deeper into that later. And I wanted to talk about this because it's a bit jarring. Mm -hmm. The lyrics are interesting, mm -hmm. but it struck a lot of questions for me. A lot of questions. Oh, I'm going to give preference right now. I'm going to let you girls know. I have every intention. Or I'm telling y'all how I feel. Mm -hmm. So, I'm going to say this now. Mm -hmm. The thoughts and opinions that I'm about to spread are mine. Okay. I would not be attacked for them. Okay. And I'm going to speak my piece. Okay. And you go on ahead. Alright, so, first question. Would you consider this track a form of allyship? A shock performance for clout? Or a teachable moment? A teachable moment. Expound. The last line in the song basically summed up the whole theme. Mm -hmm. If you're not willing to allow a person, a Caucasian person, to use the N-word because they're not black, then why should you be able to use that slur if you're not gay? Okay. Now, granted, you have a lot of gay people that will not use that slur. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And then you have some people that use it like how we use the N-word. Mm -hmm. That's at their discretion. But I think that last bar went over everyone's head because they were too busy looking for what's being said in the beginning. But mm -hmm. I'm going to answer your question. We're going to get to that. Got you. I I use those three, three examples because depending on who's listening to this track, you could view it as any three of those. Mm -hmm. Or all three. Mm. depending on how you feel. I struggled with it because I listened to it like three times. And I read the lyrics, stuff like that. And I also reflected on where it seems like Kendrick's motivation for this album was. Because you can tell that he'd been working on this the entire pandemic. Mm -hmm. And it showed a lot of thought and a lot of processing. But I... One of the pieces that I struggle with is I don't know... Who it's for. What do you mean? If that makes sense. Explain. Because the story... The story is interesting... I don't even know if interesting is the word that I want to use. Intriguing? Intriguing is a very good word. For lack of a better term for me. It's very intriguing because here it is. This is a tale of a cishet man. And his love for his family members. 
that are transgender and how in some ways he's trying to right his wrongs of being passively homophobic the lines given faggot 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 we didn't know no better you know what I mean and then going into him saying about talking about how his uncle slash auntie because he says his auntie is a man now but he talks about how he idolized him and couldn't understand why people were shaming him for being who he is and that he was okay with it. And and that was the part that gave me, like, allyship. Very. And then... Shock performance. Because of the lyrics. And me knowing that... Kendrick is an intelligent man and a conscious rapper. I know that his use of the language that he used was on purpose. Because... If... He made this track for the LGBTQIA plus community. The lyrics would be very different. Mm-hmm. Because he knows that the language that he used and the way that he told the story is not really in alignment with affirming trans people. So here's where I have to pose a question because I think... One of the things that I love when I watch some of my series is a different perspective. Yes. And I welcome and I think during this time that we've had with the pandemic, I've had a lot more time to, to basically get a different thought pattern when we go through certain things like this or to look at it from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. So with Auntie's, with Auntie's Diaries, it was not made for the community. I'm going to tell you why. Yes, definitely wasn't. It wasn't because of the fact that allyship is actually what this track kind of was. And I'm going to explain why. Mm-hmm. One, he said we didn't know any better. It takes a certain level of empathy for you to want to basically humanize and understand. I was ignorant to this before. But, I underst- but I'm willing to try to understand because you're my family. And I love you regardless. Mm -hmm. It takes a certain level of understanding. A lot of us don't know when someone is conveying a proper amount of empathy for us to trust them and what they actually are trying to do or convey or to show us when it comes to their allyship. Right. We don't know, but it has to be some level of honesty when it comes to it. I think, honestly, us now, we listen to offend instead of listening to understand. Mm-hmm. And it happens a lot more when we get situations like this. Mm-hmm. Because instantly, everyone wants to come up with, oh, it, like, everyone wants to put a label to it. It's homophobic. It was transphobic. It was also a learning lesson. It could be worse. It could have been on the level of Dave Chappelle. It could have been a whole different story. Mm-hmm. However, like I said, the last line of the song is the part that literally went over everyone's head. And I had to explain it. Because it tied up the whole song. Okay. So everyone is like, "Oh, it was transphobic." I don't understand how you guys can how you guys could sit here and still support him. Most of you still listen to R. Kelly. When you're right, you're right. Most of you still listen to the baby. When you're right, you're right. So me listening to Kendrick, y'all can leave me alone. 
My thing is this. I didn't see it as transphobic. But I knew that it would strike up conversation and I wanted us to dive into it because I got it before we got to the last line. And the last line was the bow for me. Mm. That pulled it all together. But, so, let's go a step further. Mm. Hmm. <laughs> Who do you think this song is for on a fan base slash community-wide perspective? It's for people not knowing how to deal with the family member that might be transitioning or might be me uh, a member of the community. Okay. I, th- I had to... I You could say with my self-work, I've had to come to understand that we may get it. We didn't have the language to know what we were feeling, what we were doing. Mm-hmm. So imagine your loved one, and you're probably like the first person that they actually interact with that might be gay, lesbian, whatever may have you. They don't have the terminology on how to deal with you. And nine times out of ten, your family was hella ignorant when you first came out in the first place. Mm-hmm. We all can attest to that. But it takes growth and maturity to want to empathize and understand that this person is who they are regardless of how you may feel about it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Auntie's Diaries was meant to be just that. It was meant to speak to people that's trying to make sense of what doesn't make sense already in their mind. Mm-hmm. It's trying to connect the dots. Like, yeah, my uh, my uncle's a man now. My, uh, my auntie was a man before. It's just trying to connect the dots and trying to understand. And yes, you're going to be ignorant. Yes, it's going to come out as, oh, faggot, 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 whatever may have you. But in the same sense, it's kind of you working through that ignorance to understand the actual intelligence to be able to interact with this relative. Yeah. And I got that a bit, too. I feel that he made this track for those that are homophobic and transphobic. I feel like he made this track for his constituents that are not a part of the LGBTQI community Mm. and much like you said to help people to understand that empathy is needed when you're trying to understand somebody that's different than you Mm. because I don't even like to use the word deal with because you're not dealing with nobody you need to understand a person Nobody's just dealing with you because that that um, that denotes a level of tolerance, and I don't need to be tolerated. Nobody needs to be tolerated. Understand me. Get Overst- it. Overstep. Overste- like those things. So yeah, I feel like that's that's who this is for. So my last question for this part: Can you think of someone else that this may have been? better received from from Mm. and this is not to say that people are not receiving it from Kendrick because from what I've seen so far it is creating the dialogue that I believe he intended to, to start up especially and he it was very strategic to me because I consider Kendrick the conscious rapper of this time Mm -hmm. that is very comparable to our times when we had KRS-One and Common and rappers like that. 
that were conscious rappers. I believe of this generation, Kendrick is a conscious rapper of this time. And because he is so respected and regaled in his consciousness, mm-hmm. I believe that he purposely put this out because he knew that people would listen. But besides him, can you think of anybody else that might have been that it might have been better received or justice received from? I feel as if the only other rapper this could probably come from and probably create the same level of dialogue, honestly and truthfully, would be Lil Nas X. Hmm. Only reason why I say that is because they would expect a song like this from him. And a lot of cisgender homosexual males think like this too. Like, mm-hmm. we have a lot of internalized transphobia in us. It's so internalized homophobia, though, but that's a different story. That's, that's a different story. <laughs> but, it honestly, I feel as if it would be a learning lesson coming from him. Like, a bigger learning lesson from him. Because next thing you know, mind you, every time he does, releases something, it's front page news. So imagine him putting out a song like this would create a whole conversation. It would. I think that it would create a different conversation, though, because there are more people that are intolerant of Lil Nas X than they are of Kendrick. <laughs> no, but he's openly gay. And you know they got problems with that. Listen, I want to wear gl- I want to wear glitter crop top, too. And you can. Okay. The fuck? I want, listen, I want, when I do my wig, okay, I want the glue to be, like, right here. Wow. Wow, he's, he's down by the brows, y'all, in the T zone. Yes, I want I want it to be like right here ish. I want my bang to swoop. I want it to have an Aaliyah effect. Wow, <laughs> here we are. Okay, so we are going to transition over into my next topic for this part, and I'm calling this portion "Where They At Though." What? Where they at though? Who? Who they? I wanted to talk about, touch on black queer representation oh, Lord. in mainstream media. <sighs> because we're becoming more prevalent these days, but there is still, it's still not solid, solid. Still some shit that needs to be worked on. So I got a couple of questions for that. Okay. Why do we as black LGBTQIA plus com- community, why does a community need a champion when it comes to celebrities? Why do you think? Because they want someone to idolize. You think that's just it, though? I really do. Because at this point, we have more than enough. Like, not more than enough. Our representation is... It's not fair it's not a complete one if i had to be honest the percentage would be at a solid 65 okay uh but that means you have to have every shade of the community come out i'm talking not just that uh not just the out girls i'm talking to discreet girls i'm talking to dl boys i'm talking all of those like even the curious because they count in the community too I do. believe it or not Q is for questioning. Okay. Yeah. 
I believe that we we desire champions so much because we have been silenced for so long. But even when you sit back and think about it, when we had Noah's Ark, right? We had that wonderful, wonderful show. It wasn't what did it have its flaws? Absolutely. However, it was ours. Mm-hmm. The only thing I didn't like about Noah's Ark was that I felt like there was a, there wasn't a true sense of reality in Noah's Ark, and I'm explain why. Now, y'all know how much I love the show, so don't even try and come and attack me on Twitter. I will curse you out and block you in the same sentence, so don't fucking play with me. Anywho, so the thing that wasn't realistic about Noah's Ark is that not everyone gets down. And on the show, they made it seem as if just about every dude that they came in contact with was in the community. In the real world, that's not that's not a real representation. And even with that, like you had, case in point, you had T, the guy that tried to talk to Chance. That wasn't an accurate depiction of a thug. That was a cleaned up depiction of a thug. But those men exist. They exist, but that was a cleaned up television version of a thug. True. But you have to you have to realize, specifically with Noah's art, they had to Patrick had to make a lot of stuff palatable for a very large audience. Cause it was for us, but I'm certain that he had an inkling that there would be more than us watching, right? And even though it may feel unrealistic for how things played out in that show, it wasn't that far off. Not saying I'm not, and that's the thing. I'm not saying that it's far off. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, in when you look at it from, especially I'm looking at it from today's standpoint. Oh, well, when the show when the show's released, remember, a bitch was coming out of high school. Okay, we talking a different time. We talking. Two-way paging. I'm not going to let you keep calling me old in my face, okay? The five years show at the worst times. <laughs> Y'all can see his face. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, what is it about black queer celebrities being out that feels so affirming? That's a question. Mm-hmm. That's a, I'm still one of those people that now believe that the whole coming out thing needs to just be abolished. Agreed. Because, I mean, I knew I was liking... I knew I had liked niggas since I was like, what, maybe 10. I knew I liked the men. So, I don't need, why, need to know why y'all need confirmation for what y'all already did. Well, here's my thing on that. I feel that it is affirming for several reasons. Number one, at the top of the list is... For yourself. Not even that. Just a matter of representation. Think about how you felt when you saw Noah's Ark for the first time. We had never seen anything like that you never saw yourself or men like you ever before that never y'all should see this shit eating grin on his face you never saw it all i can think about is those first two episodes i mean 
if you are a fan like me, those first two episodes is your favorite two episodes of Noah's Ark. Because it was just, it, it laid the foundation for all the greatness that ensued afterwards. It did. And it was our, it was our fantasy, it was our love story. Especially back then because it was all about trade and blah, blah, blah and finding a thug down nigga and boo, boo, boo and here we had Wade with his fine ass. First of all, Justin Atwood will always be fine and I need y'all to just let that and be. And he is aging like, like the most beautiful He is a vampire. He's a vampire at this point. Like, do you not look, besides the gray hair, did you age? He didn't. Like, at all, did you age? First of all, put the gray crayon down. You ain't got to see nobody. We know you got older. You ain't got to do that. You know, if you ever wanted to, if you ever, ever, you know, wanted to go, jump into the queue, you let me know and call me, boo. <laughs> but yeah, and then on top of that, I believe that it is very important for us to have our own heroes. Yes, but in the same sense, you know what? I don't like pedestals. And that's just me. The reason why I say I don't like pedestals is because I feel as if we build them up. Then the minute that something happens and it's not in the best of lights, it's the same pedestal that they'll just kick down. I would take away pedestals and say dehumanization. Fair. Because my thing is, ain't none of you bitches gonna stop calling Beyonce the queen. None. Exactly. So... I'm done. None. Stop dehumanizing folks. Absolutely. But I believe that that's why it's so important and so affirming for us when we see celebrities that look out, look like us living their truth. Because it humanizes them. And it also gives us some sort of relation to a world outside of our own. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just the things. So, last question. Yes. How do you feel about the representation in the black queer community in media right now? Is the representation we have helping or hindering us? It has work to still needs to be done. Of course. I which I always feel like that. I just want y'all to know that even with even with my content, I feel like it's still work that needs to be done. Yes. And that's just that's just a perfectionist in me, but that's a conversation for another show. <laughs> Anywho. Um, I say it needs work because I feel like we, mm, this is a complicated explanation. Let me find the right words. Do I sound like a dick? I'm going to say this. What was the question again? <laughs> I'm a little drunk. How do you feel about the representation of the black queer community and media right now is the representation we have helping or hindering us? Hmm. Because the gays love mess, I feel like it's hindering. Hmm. And the only reason why I say that is because when you look at some of the content that we produce, like such you, as. Why do you want me to name names and get me in trouble? You're not gonna get in trouble. It's out there. It is what it is. Um, just going, going YouTube and go to some of the reality shows that they have with the community. It's just mess, mess after mess after mess. It's the same shit Love and Hip Hop doing. Yeah, and it's like, and the funny part is, I don't even watch that. <laughs> right, but and and I get what you're saying, but for me, that goes back to that dehumanization thing. It's, but you know what it is? 
in the realistic world, we would love content that doesn't have conflict in it at all. And you know how we deal with conflicts. Right, but that's not realistic. It's not realistic, but in our in our eyes, oh, so and so is going to get red, and next thing you know, you're tearing the, tearing each other apart for the pettiest things on to, on the camera. Right, but the streets do the same thing. They do, but you're not. Follow me here when I say this. You have. I'm not even speaking about those types of things. I'm talking about, in essence, the Bad Boys Club. Mm-hmm. Even I even hated the Bad Girls Club. I'm just right. gonna say. I'm just gonna yeah, say that. But I'm saying it's a derivative of that same show. So uh, I get what you're saying that we don't want to be seen as stereotypical sissies, right. if I might. Mm-hmm. But the reality of the matter is, is that it's a lot of stereotypical sissies in the community, and it's just the way that it is. It's a lot of niggas and crazy ass bitches in the straight community that do the same shit. Even worse, actually. So, my thing, I, I while that comes down to a matter of taste and preference, either you like this type of shit or you don't. And if you don't like that, you don't have to consume that content. Get where you're coming from, but I would much rather our representation continue to be authentic than to try to put out this cookie cutter cutesy, I, oh, we're no. good, we're all the world type shit. Oh, no, 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 no. No one, no one wants, hi, oh my god, we had a conflict. We should talk about it. <laughs> Come on, let's, let's, let's work it out, guys. Come on. We're gonna sit down. Let's have a prayer circle. Not a prayer circle. Yes, come on. I can't. We're, look, we're gonna... Re- Let's all say, we are the world. Come I can We are the children. First of all, the, half the girls in this generation don't even know what that is, so... Alright. First of all, the fact that I still remember the word. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> so, that <laughs> will conclude my pot for the day. I'm we going to put the, the lid world. on this. We are We're going to go right into... Before our last segment, what has been burning my biscuits this week? Burning up. My heart is like burning up. Ow. <laughs> oh, Lord. He's marinating on it, which means it's good. Twitter. We're having a good day. This hunt for the quote unquote real relationship. The real relationship. Quote, unquote, real relationship. Can you? Why do y'all hate polyamory so much? It don't have shit to do with you. Every week, there's another thing piece. Another reach for attention to find the other motherfuckers like you, to get your amen corner going on, to slap fives with your good girlfriend about how you don't want to share your nigga you only fuck one nigga at a time. You ain't got time for the bullshit. Blase, skippy, boo boo. Why do y'all hate this shit so much? If it doesn't have anything to do with you, why can't you allow people to live in their truth and you live in yours? I don't understand the girls. And then on top of that, have you bitches that's running around here talking about monogamy so much and how you live for it and that's the way that a real relationship is supposed to go? Can't keep a man to save your life. Help me understand. What's not clicking? If it's not for you, it's not for you, sis. You can simply move 
to the left. Go find the monogamous motherfuckers that you want to fuck with because there's plenty of them out there for you. I am very, very exhausted with this narrative that, oh, everybody want to be poly now and is there any more niggas out there that just want one person and why we can't just have a real relationship, a normal relationship? Bitch, what is normal? Are you talking about this shit that we have been force-fed from the since the beginning of time? That? Or the fact that we actually never actually believed in monogamy until we were brought here through slavery. You know, sometimes reading a book will help. Are we you. here? Are we here? And the fact that a lot that everyone's like, oh, doesn't people want a one relationship, sweetheart? Just because of the fact that you don't want to do the work and actually leave from your fucking house does not mean that one person has to deal with your bullshit. And also on top of that, nine times out of ten, the person that says, "Can we have a real relationship?" has been sharing her nigga without her knowledge. Just because y'all been dealing with cheap niggas forever does not mean that that's everybody's ministry. Exactly. And just because people are polyamorous does not necessarily mean that they are all cheaters. I mean, you could deal with your cheating ass nigga that claim that he only with you and you believe him and take him back every single time. That's your business. And let me be clear. I'm not trying to get everybody to be poly because it ain't for everybody. It's not. But don't damn my way of loving just because you don't agree with it. I mean, you can always stick to your one and be just lonely and cry um you know pc twitter doctoral essay and maybe just maybe someone will respond and give you a whole paragraph and you'll find a love of your life and that's if you decide to stop being miserable but until then i suggest you just let people do what the fuck they want to do fuck them who they want to fuck on and if they decide to be truthful with their partner and you decide that you want to cry because you got fed lies that is not our problem here and for the record, there is a large difference between an open relationship and polyamory. And polyamory. And even, oh wait, and y'all can't even do an open relationship properly. So I'm just going to throw those burnt biscuits in the trash because you bitches try it every week. But anywho, before we get up out of here today, y'all know what time it is. How I make you feel, friend? I just dropped a dildo. Oh, girl. <laughs> I hate you so much. All right. Um, <laughs> this one comes from Baller Alert over on Instagram. Oh, Baller Alert. Yes. And it says, hard truth. Okay. You can't make someone love you by giving them more of what they already don't appreciate. Read that again. You can't make someone love you by giving them more of what they already don't appreciate. Let go of that toxic fuck nigga boo. Stop begging to be loved, honey. Let 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 him go. Let that nigga go. Let that girl go if she keep using you. I mean, I don't know why we why are we stressing? It it is peak hoochie daddy season. Why are we stressed? What? Our rosters are supposed to be getting built Listen, right now. Sis, it's sundress season, girl. 
And, but listen, go put you, it it's on. supposed to be jiggling, baby. Go ahead, baby. It's supposed to be jiggling in that sundress. Yeah, go um, ahead, baby. Excuse Do me, that. sir. You're supposed to have one of the Nike shorts that's above the knee that show a little bit of the print because you know what? You're going to have someone remove them because you've deserved because you literally have not been on your whole shit and you waited for the weather to be warm. And sir, here we are. Listen, and if the hoochie shorts ain't your thing, you can still be a hoochie papa in your tank top. Okay. Your gray sweatpants. Oh. Your socks with the slides. And you can roll one of them legs up and your towel thrown over your shoulder. I just spoke his whole fantasy. He he losing it. It's out here. We out here. Oh, God. (laughs) We out here. Don't let him have a grill too. With your, with, with your pre-roll in your ear as you roll another one. <laughs> Listen, with your Christian Dior Sauvage on on your neck. Oh, you know, smelling good. Clean up my outfits. That's Sauvage. That's it. That's Sauvage. That's it. Mm-hmm. He out there, friend. You gonna find him this year. It's all right. <laughs> but that's it from, for uh, us, y'all. All I'm gonna say is the hotel's gonna be quite interesting. Oh, baby, I cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. All I'm gonna say is this: Hoochie Daddy has been the real ambassador, and wait until I tell y'all some one of these stories. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, well, here we are, whole nation. We're at the end. We want to take the moment before we get to our usual spill and thank Bugs Gutter. Yes, thank you, Bugs. For coming on to the show mm-hmm. and taking time out to promote his two new singles. If you didn't, already here. Rock Papa mm-hmm. and Galore are available on all streaming platforms. They both bang and go listen, y'all. Support, Stream, support, support. Stream them things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you know what it is, bitch. Like, rate, comment, and subscribe. Make sure that you are tuned in every Friday for new episodes of Who Raised You Hoes. Also, make sure that you are following us on Instagram at WRYH Podcast. That's right. That is WRYH Podcast on Instagram. You can also also find us on the Twitters and the Facebooks as well. And uh, let's see what else. Listener Letters. Mm. Ask WRYH podcast at gmail.com. That is ask WRYH podcast at gmail.com. If you have any business inquiries, we don't need any scammers. Please move over to the left with the trash. You can reach us at WRYH podcast at gmail.com. Serious inquiries only. And bitch, we talk sweet over here. It's all about candy and love, bitch. So if you're not. What, what, what are you waiting on? If you're not did, subscribed did, to what, the Sweet Talkers. What, 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 are you, what are you doing with your life? What are you did doing? You, did you go on YouTube and subscribe? Did you? Did you like, rate, and comment any of the videos? Did you hit the bell, bitch? Did, so be notified when new videos drop. Hello? You didn't get the chase in your face? Gamer one. Hello? And Dragon is coming back, bitch. The new season of Drag Race is about to come on this Friday. And the fellas are coming Back. So, what 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 excuse do you have that you didn't subscribe? Because I, 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 you know, I'm about tired of your late ass excuse <laughs> as to why you have not shown support. Mm. At the end of each one of these shows, we can run down to how to support us. Oh, That's run it. down. That's bitch. it. Okay. And and don't forget to listen to the cookout. Did you know? I mean, friend, we just. <sighs> you know what? Y'all get it. Y'all get it. We don't need to say no more. 
you know, I'm not. You don't say no more. It's all right. Y'all, y'all could go. Y'all it's all right. Y'all could go. We're, we're gonna leave. Dis- I'm not gonna get along. You're dismissed. Bye. You're dismissed. You can leave. Bye. Bye, Bye ho. Bye. <laughs>